Arden needed Marley's wealth to pay his creditors. Carpenter had convinced Marley that the marriage would solve a great many problems for herself and Lord Arden. Marley could see the wisdom behind Carpenter's suggestion, but no matter the circumstances for such an alliance, Marley wouldn't allow Arden to use her fortune without making her his wife in every sense of the word. She might only be the daughter of a tin miner, but she did possess some pride, and wouldn't allow a rogue like Richard Arden to deny her the chance to be a proper wife. With a determined smile on her beautiful face, and a slight inclination of her dark head, she placed her hand on Mr. Carpenter's arm. "'You've looked after my interests since my father's death, and I know you wouldn't play me false. Since Lord Arden trusts you so well, I will be most pleased to have you stand in for him during the ceremony. I hope when I meet him, I shall find him in good health.' She purposely flashed the solicitor a dazzling smile. Her cheeks dimpled prettily with the effort, causing her sapphire-coloured eyes to glow like the sky on a sunny afternoon. Hurriedly, she changed into an ice-blue gown, which was fashioned from the finest silk, and pulled her dark tresses away from her face with a white ribbon. Within minutes, she stood before the magistrate in Jack and Clementina McBride's small parlour, and placed her trembling hand in Mr. Carpenter's steadying clasp. Her aunt and uncle, with their daughters in attendance, watched, as Marley Stafford became Lady Arden, Baroness of Arden Manor. Carpenter swallowed and patted her hand during the ceremony, but not once did he look at her directly, until the moment he kissed her forehead at the ceremony's end. In the background, Clementina sniffed and wiped at her eyes with a lace kerchief. Marley sighed, knowing the woman wasn't crying because she'd miss her niece, though it would be nice to think so. Finally, after eight years of caring for her sister's child, Clementina would be free of Marley. No, the tears were joyous ones, because Marley, the orphaned but wealthy relation, had married into the aristocracy. Clementina's mercenary heart must be weighing the advantages of having a relation with noble connections, now that her daughters Daphne and Barbara were of marriageable age. Marley would be able to introduce them to eligible and wealthy young men, giving Clementina the hope that her girls would marry well. Such a happy day this is, Clementina spoke aloud and noisily blew her nose. We've a baroness in the family. It was worth all the trouble that lying Tim Lee caused with his nasty comments about Marley's virtue. A blush suffused Marley's cheeks. How dare her aunt mention such a thing now, especially with the magistrate nearby? He'd no doubt gossip about all that was said and done in the McBride household today. She could just hear all the wagging tongues. But soon she'd leave the village and go to live in her husband's home, putting all of the nasty and untrue rumours firmly behind her. Thankfully, her uncle Jack was more tactful and kinder than his wife. He shyly kissed Marley's cheek. "'I wish the best for you, dear girl. We all do. Be happy in your new life.' Gesturing toward his daughters, he urged them forward. "'Girls, come wish your cousin Marley happiness.' 
Barbara, Marley's younger cousin, rushed toward her and clasped her hand. She peered at the ring on Marley's finger. How beautiful it is, and how lucky you are. Oh, I do wish you good things, Marley. May I come visit you at Arden Manor? I should like that ever so much. Yes, I believe I'll have need of a friendly and familiar face. Marley warmly regarded Barbara. Out of all the McBrides, she liked Barbara the best. They were friends as well as cousins, and she knew she'd miss Barbara when the time came for her to depart with Mr. Carpenter for her new home. However, she doubted she'd miss Daphne much, if at all. That sentiment was brought home when Daphne casually sauntered near and barely gave a glance at Marley's outstretched hand. "'Isn't it a beautiful ring?' Barbara gushed to her sister, her chestnut-coloured curls bouncing up on her forehead in enthusiasm. "'As rings go.'